right, man, we're good to go. Another episode. It's the LLA show. Um, so yeah, man, this is one of those interesting months or times of the year. It depends when this comes out. You know, everybody's listening to everybody and everybody's taking in a whole lot of nothing because a lot of the stuff that they're taking in has nothing to do with them personally. You know, it's just some very general stuff. Yeah, people just find people just find complexity irresistible and they get distracted <laughs> by things that may be beneficial, but then you miss out on the big things that are definitely beneficial where we have no doubt whatsoever. And I was just thinking about that. I, you know, I do my two hour walks with the dogs every day, seven days a week, no matter what. And you, you, you can't sell that because you're just, just telling people to go walking. Okay, great. I'll start walking. <laughs> There's no package that comes with that. Yeah, exactly. People find it enticing. It also sounds boring too. It's like walking. That's it. It's like, well, look, if you did that, that would make a big difference because right now you're not doing jack shit. If you went walking for 30 minutes a day, going from zero to 30 minutes a day is going to make a big difference. You work your way up to two hours. It's going to make a huge difference. I think of Howard Jones, the singer, not Howard Jones, the eighties, I a pop icon, but Howard Jones, the singer of Kill Switch Engage, or yeah, I was about, yeah, I was about to say the black, the black Howard Jones. Yeah, <laughs> remember, I remember Howard Jones used to be overweight, and then all of a sudden he showed up with the new Life the Torch video, and he was way leaner. And I remember listening to him on several shows, and people were expecting this complex regimen, this training regimen that he must have dedicated himself to, where he's training like the guys in three hundred, and right. all he, all he did was go for long walks. And when I say long walks, I don't mean 5,000 steps. He was doing 20,000 steps or more every day because it was also mentally beneficial for him because he deals with depression and anxiety. So he just started doing long walks every day. I don't think he even did any kind of specialized diet. I don't remember if he even asked him about it, but that's all he did. No gym workouts, no complex, no interval training, no Tabata protocol, just long walks every single day. And it's almost that people would be stupefied when they would hear that because they would think that's it. I go, yeah, it's it's what works is not complex. It's not it's not exciting to talk about, but it's very effective to do. <clears throat> and so right now, what people are doing is they're distracted by cold plunges. You can't listen to a fucking podcast without someone talking about how, oh man, first thing I do when I wake up, I do a cold plunge. Gets my dopamine set for several hours, take charge of the day. I do that cold plunge. Now it's become trendy because it's something. You know why it's become trendy? Because it's something you can film and post. Exactly. Who's really going to walk around with you for two to three hours and watch you walk? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Imagine if I film my entire walk, just me walking two hours each day. <laughs> well, most likely it'll be content for something else, like, you know, for a different type of YouTube channel. It wouldn't necessarily just be the walk <laughs> itself, because there are folks that do that, but they're posting for other content, you know, doing content for something else at the same right, right, time, right. you know. So right. you you, you kind of have to do that little bait and switch with people, even though people yeah. are like, oh, oh, yeah, man, he has a lot of motivational things. And he's like talking about business, blah, blah. But do you right, know right. if you're talking the whole time, sure, that's content. Yeah, but I said, can that you imagine? Yeah, the, the be the benefit of walking is you get a break from all of that. Exactly. Can you imagine just filming someone walking? For, yeah, if I'm going for a two-hour walk and I got a fucking selfie stick in front of me with my phone, that's not going to have the same benefits, okay? No. I don't even like seeing people on their phones when I go for walks. Like uh-huh. Some of the neighbors I told you about where this one guy, I forget about a phone, he's looking at an iPad the whole time. You're yeah. just nullifying the benefits of the walk completely. And you're making yourself a human target, but that's a separate story. But right. back, to yeah. the, back to the complexity here. 
So we got the cold plunges. Everyone's on this red light therapy kick. You got the sensory deprivation chambers, the cryosaunas. It's just all these different things. And I'm not saying any of these things are worthless. They all have merit. But very few of those things are sustainable. And very few of those things just done on their own are going to have any meaningful benefit. Those things are additive to proper nutrition, actual training, and things that you can integrate it into your lifestyle. That's the most important thing. Is it's not going to work if you can't sustain it, no matter what it is. And right. a lot of these things, they're just trends right now. A couple of years from now, very few people that are gung-ho about it will even still be doing it. It'll just, they'll be looking for the next. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If they post oh. it, if they post it online, all you need to do is look at their, their timeline. <laughs> look, just go through all their content. And just see how many times they've changed things up in the past few years, especially people right. who've been doing stuff for a while and trying to be yeah. a quote unquote influencer of some sort. And just see how many times they've changed and flip flopped or done the latest thing or whatever. So, yeah. But you look, you look at walks. And when I say walking, I think 30 minutes is a good place to start for someone that's getting into it. An hour is way better. You get to two hours, that's where the magic really starts happening. Two hours, that's where the magic starts happening for improving your physique composition, improving your cardio, improving your fasting glucose levels, improving your blood pressure. <clears throat> because when you think about it, if you just go to the gym four times a week and you're working out through 30 minutes to an hour, and then the rest of the time you're basically sedentary, you really think those four hours are going to make up for all the time that you're sedentary? It's not enough in my opinion. I think we need way more activity. Even the recommended 30 minutes a day, that, was a, that wasn't a recommendation based on what the science revealed. It was a recommendation based on what they thought they could get people to do because the science revealed that 90 minutes is where you really start getting benefits, getting that 10,000 steps or more. But they I mean, let's think about it. No one's going to do think, this. Yeah. I mean, let's think about it. If you're, you know, again, going to the gym four times a week, you're not actively, you're not running to the next station, right, <laughs> you know, right, each time right. that you, you're doing something, you know, you're basically walking to the next thing. You, you do your set, you sit there for a second, you wait, and then you do the next set and you sit right. there and you wait and you do the next set. You sit there and you wait and then you take a three to five minute break in between if you're just lifting heavy, you know, before right. you move on to something else. And then once you're done, you just walk back to your car, you know, most likely. And then you drive back home. And when you get home, what do you do? Now you're focusing on post-workout nutrition or whatever. Now you're eating or you're just sitting there and you're relaxing. So it's really, it's active, but it's not active enough. You know, right. it's, it's, I don't even look at weight training as activity. I look at that as bone health building. <laughs> yeah. It's also, yeah, bone health, strength, holding on to muscle and making sure that your posture stays on point. Because you see with a lot of older people, gravity starts pulling them forward. So yeah. you want to have strong posterior muscles where your shoulders are naturally back. You don't have to make a conscious effort to put your posture, po posture in the right alignment because right. all of the muscles are still strong. They're holding you in that right alignment. So lifting weights is crucial. Everybody should be lifting weights or doing resistance training, no doubt about that. But that daily activity is where you can build that consistency and where you can have big time dividends with it. And I think it's something that anybody can integrate too. If you have two legs that work, you can start walking. You can start today. So when people want to know what can I do today to get going on this path, well, if you can walk, this is what you do. You start with however long you can walk, whatever it is. I'm a guy who likes to gauge stuff. So let's say 30 minutes is a goal right now. And you do that for a couple of weeks, gradually work your way up to an hour. But I'm telling you, if you can work up to two hours, you're going to see big time benefits. And people will retort with, well, who has time for that? I go, well, look how much time you waste on things that are meaningless, watching TV or 
wasting Instagram. time. Social media yeah. is even a bigger waste of time than watching TV because hey man, two who, hours who on two two hours on social media goes by like that. Next thing you know, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> You've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. You don't even realize those two hours gone anywhere. And that was very that was very non-purposeful, you know, just you didn't even know where that two hours went. I mean, you know, but you don't know. You didn't do anything beneficial. Like, what did you do in those two hours while you were scrolling? Besides, two hours that's not going to be beneficial. While a two-hour walk, that's beneficial. That stuff adds up because forget about forget about just physique composition and those things. The mental is yeah. The mental stuff is really good too. But the real benefit is you're maintaining your mobility, your ability to walk. You're going to walk every day to make sure that you can keep on walking. Right. So you can walk to the movie theater from your car. So you can actually be mobile. Like my friend Alan's in his 80s, and Alan lives alone. He's in Israel, but that guy is completely independent. He doesn't need help from anyone. Yeah. If anything, he's still helping out his his kids. His kids are adults like us. But if anything, he's still helping them. You know, more than they help him because this guy is completely independent. He can do the long walk I do every day here in Seven Hills in Vegas. He can fly around the world on his own. He can drive across the country on his own. He can do whatever he wants. He's completely mobile and independent. And that is huge. That's not something you want to take for granted. It reminds me crazy of is, No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so the crazy thing is the saying is that's huge, but it shouldn't be huge. You yeah, know, you know, it's like it, sh- it should be just common, you know, it's, uh, it's just weird. The that, that, below, that that exactly. Is. That we that we're celebrating yeah. that an 80 something year old man can actually get around on his own. You know, I remember a few years ago, um, <laughs> um, I forget his name now, man. It's like he's an old he was a World War Two vet. He's probably one of the oldest living World War Two vets a few years ago. Um, oh, my God. He, he lived in Austin. He smoked a cigar every day and he, he still drove around. He was like a hundred and something at the time before he passed again he'd get up every day smoke a cigar he had his coffee with whiskey in it and he drove he still was driving himself around and he was still living his oh yeah um uh last name he's basically he was called mr overton his last name was overton i mean you can you can google him like a lot of people were posting for a long time i think he lived to be 101 or 102 and i think he ended up being like the probably the third or fourth last living vet from world war ii at the time you know so James Overton, I think that's his name. But yeah, man, so the fact that, okay, that is something to celebrate, I guess, now, you know, that someone at 100 can still move around like that. But then you look back and just kind of look at back in history and things like that. I mean, it's a catch-22. There were parts of history where people were just happy if they even lived to be 35. But then there's parts of history where, okay, the thing was, even if they lived to be 35, they lived a life of someone that may have been around for 100 years. You know, so... Or you look at our grandparents or whatever, and some of them lived to be, you know, centurions or whatever, but they were very mobile because they were active. They were farming. They were, you know, they would take care of family. They were doing manual labor and things like that. So to reach that age wasn't necessarily a hard thing for them, you know, because and whereas you have now where we have so many conveniences, dude, I'm just sitting there looking around and, and I was just actually, you know, it's a little morbid. But, you know, I tend to look at um each week, look at Legacy.com's um, YouTube channel just to see, you know, especially like, you know, you see who famous may have passed away in the past week or something like that. So and I was looking, they just did the one for like all of 2023, just like a recap. And I'm looking at the average age of so many somewhat famous people that passed away last year. That age average is starting to suck ass, man, because almost I mean, everybody like. From Tom Sizemore to Andre Brower to all these folks, man, that we've watched and, you know, 
and, and things like that. And a lot of these musicians as well, this average age I saw in this last year, especially for a lot of these somewhat celebrities that passed away, it was between like 40 and 62 was the average age. It's like the majority of the people that passed away that was like famous, or whatever it was in that, in that little 20 year bracket. And otherwise everybody else was like in their, their eighties, you know, or some of them were like, uh, it was like a hundred or they were 99. It's like, it kind of sucked for those that were 99. Like, damn, you were so close to a hundred. <laughs> it's like, they were almost there. So you kind of like rooting for them. Like, Oh man, he almost made it. But then you look at all the folks who are right around, on the left and right side of our age bracket and like, damn, man, that's a little too close. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in almost the common, the two common things that was taking everybody out was cancer and freaking heart attacks. Yeah. It's well, like heart disease type- is number one killer. Most likely everyone listening to this will die of heart disease in one way or another. Which sucks so much ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, and, and that's why you want to have a heart healthy protocol as young as you can start. That's right. the other thing too. When we hear about all of these distractions, that people people will go out of there, the people will blow a lot of money to avoid what actually works. Are you eating five fruits and vegetables every day? That's not difficult to do. Just get it in your routine. Get a smoothie once a day. Have a salad once a day. Yeah. Have sure. have some fruit out. Just just have it as snacks. You can get those five exactly five servings or more in all the time. That way you get a lot of potassium as well. You get a lot of fiber. That's great for your heart. That's great for insulin sensitivity. And these are not expensive things to do. We're not talking about 10 different supplements you have to buy to improve your heart health and insulin sensitivity. We're talking about things that you can integrate into your nutrition every day, which are going to make you feel way better too. Your skin is going to look better. Your elimination is going to be way better. You're not going to produce scents that are like a toxic, no toxic waste at the gym. <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> Forget, oh, everybody's walking around like a reboot of the garbage pail kids, you know, in the, in the gym bathroom. <laughs> I want to tell you, pollution is a big problem because of what people eat. You know, I'm not just talking about, I'm it's not, not cow farts, about, man. It ain't cow farts, man. Don't blame the cows. I'm not, I'm not talking about the processing matter. I'm talking about what <laughs> about the fumes that people produce from what they eat. That's the real discussion on pollution that no one is addressing. So it starts with you. you know that saying? It starts with you. We mean it both literally and hey, man. You want to talk about climate change? Walk us out of a gym bathroom and watch how the climate change is. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. Where's Greta Thornburg then? Okay. <laughs> she needs to be in that bathroom in the gym. Like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Greta, get it together. <laughs> and, and the walking, I go, if, if you, know, you don't notice how whenever people get together, it's always to, to eat, to relax. And that's good, too. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy that. Everybody enjoys that. You like to meet up with your friends at the cigar lounge. People get together for lunch. People get together for coffee. That's all great. How about getting together for those walks, too? You can get some socializing in. Have, exactly. have friends go with you on those two-hour walks. Then you get exercise. You get taught. You're going to have better conversations because something about moving always leads to better conversations. You have more oxygen going to your brain. You're not getting fatigued. The second you sit down, your body starts just shutting down. Like you're like you're it's like just keeping your car running stationary. Well, because your, your body's think because your body's thinking like, oh, we're sitting down. That means we're we need to rest. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you're sending sending all these mixed signals. It's like, wait a minute, why why are you why are you lifting that so heavy? Why are you moving that so fast? I thought we were sitting yeah. down, I thought we were resting. What's what's happening here? <laughs> so. Yeah. So, 
No, go ahead. But I was, I was going to, what got me thinking about all this stuff was, and we've talked about this, I believe privately before is Robert Greene, author of 48 Laws of Power, 50th Law, Laws of Human Nature. One of my favorite writers. We, we had him on the show back in 2013. The early years. One, of our, one of our first really big guests, actually. That was a real yeah. fun conversation to have. But I, but he, for those who don't know, he had a stroke a couple of years ago. Yep. His left side, his left side of his body is paralyzed, and he says, and he's still re- recovering from that. It's a very slow process, even these many years later. But he says that when he's looking out his window in his LA home when he's writing, and he sees people walking their dogs, he goes, "Oh, what a pleasure that must be! Yeah, <laughs> pleasure it must be just to be able to walk down the street with your dog, or go surf, or go surfing." or go swimming in the ocean. He goes, these are all things I took for granted when I could do them. He goes, I used to love going swimming. I can't do it anymore. Mountain biking, hiking. He goes, don't take those things for granted. He goes, every day people take those things for granted because they can be taken away from you at any moment. And you're going to just wish more than anything, you could have it back. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think of on days where I don't feel like doing it. And honestly, ever since I thought about that, just be, forget about I have to do this. Just be appreciative that you actually can do it. When you go yeah. to the gym and work out, even on days where you don't feel like doing it, just the fact that you can do it is a big win. Yeah. And that you're doing it, even though you didn't feel like doing it, you still went and did it. That's a big win too. But just the fact that you can do it, you're physically capable of doing it is a big win. Yeah, man. And that, little things. Walks, I never look at the walks as onerous anymore. Sometimes after working out, I go, man, I got to go walk the dogs now. Now I'm, now I reframe it immediately. No, I get to go walk the dogs down. You're going right, to, right. it's going to be good for you. It's going to be, you're doing something very productive for yourself. So if you, even if not, even if the rest of the day just wasn't productive, get that two hours of walking in. It's not just productive for your body. It's really productive for your mind as well. Exactly. I think a lot of people probably would have even, better relationships or the courage to actually end a bad relationship. You know what I'm saying? If they just spend that little time, like just being out, <laughs> you know, getting yeah. out of that, getting out of the situation, you know, not yeah. sitting there, yeah. not sitting there silent and not talking to the person or sitting in a place that's constantly reminding you of how miserable you are, you know, or at the same time on the flip side of that, another thing that walking can do is help, actually help you appreciate the relationship even more. It's like, like, look, man, what a privilege I get to, I actually have the mobility to walk around. And I also have someone that understands how important this is to me and they don't give me shit about it. And, oh, now they're actually walking with me. And now you have an even more meaningful conversation because it's not just the everyday routine. It's like, oh, how was your day? Blah, blah. It's like now you're out getting out and enjoying nature together and walking together. And so you're, you're kind of going through and you're talking about other things while you're going because, hey, we're out for the next one hour, one or two hours. We're not doing anything else. We're not eating. We're not drinking. We're not doing any other activity that can interfere with the fact that either we can either talk right now, you know, or we can just be be silent. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you understand there's nothing wrong with that. Whereas, you know, a lot of couples can't stand to be around each other and not have some type of noise happening because they'll think like, what's wrong? Sometimes, no, silence is what's right. Sometimes we just need to shut the fuck up <laughs> and, and, and and be good with that. There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, like I said, there's so many benefits to it. But again, it's not sexy enough to sell it to anyone like that even until, as until talking, you do it until you do it and then you and then you reflect on the things we're talking about right now you're like you know what and guess what then you realize oh man that's priceless <laughs> you know you can't even put a you can't even put a price on that even as we're talking about this i can imagine framing this as hey the best thing you can do for your physical health and your mood and people are like oh man what is that what is it a cold plunge is it red light therapy 
Like, no, walking, walking. Oh, man, it's going to be so anticlimactic for people to hear that because yeah, they, people, take like... it for granted. people take it for granted is the point. They wake up every day. You don't think about it. You wake up, you get out of bed, you go take a shower, you walk downstairs. But come on, walk. Mike. My my favorite podcast didn't, you know, who was selling me Athletic Greens didn't say anything about walking. <laughs> he, he didn't say that walking was a thing to do in 2024. <laughs> yeah, Athletic Greens. That's another one of these products that I can't stand hearing about. Every podcaster is promoting that. Athletic I Greens think, is, is the new Squarespace. Yeah, <laughs> Athletic Greens is, again, here is, you're paying a lot of money for something that is very inexpensive. You know how cheap it is to get baby spinach and kale and argula and all these green and, 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 and blend it up and, and blend yeah. it up, blend it up or have a salad, even organic to my, yeah. even organic is still going to cost a lot less than some powder. I mean, you don't know exactly the process that went in with that powder and you don't know exactly oh. how much of whatever that vegetable is that you're getting in that powder. You're just trusting them for the most part. Yeah. You got to trust somebody when it comes to if this is really organic or not, but you know what? I do see that that's a real last vegetable right there though. Right. Okay. Whether it's conventional or organic, I know I'm holding a vegetable. Whereas athletic greens, who knows if those are actual vegetables? Who knows they're even grown the, the proper way? They may just be lab vegetables for all we know. <laughs> you know? So no one, you don't know. You're just spending a lot of money and hoping for the best. Yeah. Whereas I can spend a lot less money and have a little bit more control over what I'm doing. Well, I think so, people like the idea of athletic greens because it's something where you just take a tablespoon and then you go, yeah. yep, I got my greens into that. And I don't have yeah, to think yep. about it. Exactly. You really think it's the same as getting real food, whole food sources of greens? Okay. First of all, you, you've just, you've just left out a lot of things that were very necessary in the process. If you're actually consuming the vegetables, you're activating enzymes, you know, yeah. and those are very important. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you don't think there's a little saliva going down when I'm, you know, taking athletic greens. I'm like, yeah, but you're not chewing. You're not, you know, I'm like, come on, you're, that helps your teeth when you're chewing on vegetables or fruit, man. You know, first of all, you need to chew, you know, I mean, it's good for your jaw. It's good for the muscles in your face. You know, it's like, these might be things that actually help you during a stroke if you have one or not, you know? So these little things that you don't think about can pay big dividends when they're very much needed for the most part. And I mean, if you're putting up, just putting the stuff together into a, like I said, a, a, a smoothie or whatever, or even just cooking or whatever, that's also something that's helping you mentally because you're actually using your hands and your mind to create something, even something right. that simple. I said, this is very athletic greens is just taking just supplements alone to replace your food or whatever. It's such a passive thing. It takes, it's like a no brainer, literally, right. you know, it's like put the scoop in the powder, drop the powder in a liquid drink. It's like and the problem is people are only doing it so what? So they can spend more time on Instagram or spend more time <laughs> you know, wasting time. I go, I'm gonna do all these time efficient things, not because I want to spend I can more waste time more time. Beneficial. Yeah, I go, hey, I can make I can take I can put an athletic green, start up into some water real quick, down it, and then get back to wasting more time. Where you would have been better off actually having to chop up a bunch of stuff, blend it together like you said, because at least that's time away from something right. that's not good for your mental health. <laughs> It's just easy to get distracted. And trends come and go. We've seen a million trends come and oh, go. Yeah. People are always looking for the next trend. And exactly. nothing will replace these simple. I mean, forget about a trend. It, it, I, I can't frame. Walking is something that's essential for everybody. Hey, man, it's, it's been, working for, it's been working for millions of years. Yeah, not something you want to take <laughs> for granted. One thing about you see when you go to other countries, such as Kenya, Uganda, any place where 
People still do a lot of manual labor. These people are, all you see is people walking all the time and yeah. they're walking for miles every day. They're walking to a place and they're doing physical labor. Then they're walking back and then they have to do more physical labor at home to make meals. So, I mean, none of these people are overweight. If you go, if you're walking two hours a day, I can promise you, you're not going to be overweight. And if you are overweight, you won't be overweight for long. Exactly. <laughs> you, you just won't. That, that weight will just. If, if you see an overweight person walking, they're in transition right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Especially you don't have consistent. to hire a trainer. You don't have to go to a gym. Yeah. You don't have to blow a lot of money on equipment. It's something that anyone can start at any time. Anyone listening right now, you could start it today. You could go, hey, after dinner tonight, yeah. walk around the block. You can do it while you listen to us tell you to do it. <laughs> How about that? Well, that's the other thing, too. If you, if you like listening to podcasts, listen to one while you're walking. Exactly. Listening, go walking and listening. You'll probably absorb the information a lot better as well. Yeah. So I, I just think in life we tend to get – and also when it comes to training as well, I mean, anyone who looks at my workouts is compound movements done over and over again. It's not exciting. You know, I'm not going to get a million likes on Instagram if I post any of these things. But I post it because I go, this is what works. This is what this is what consistency looks like. You, you may, you're majoring in major things. You do a couple of things that pay off big dividends, and then you get on with your day. Yeah, man. You, you truly understand that less is more, especially when the less that you have left over is actually beneficial. It's just not extra stuff. And at the end of the day, yeah, on paper, none of this stuff looks sexy. But if you do it consistently, motherfucker, you look sexy. How about that? <laughs> How's that for a benefit? <laughs> at least to yourself. You look at people that do cold plunges, red light therapy, sensory deprivation, shame. You look at all that stuff. Most of those it's, people are. It's people entertainment, that, man. Come well, on. Most of those people are people that are dedicated to a, a healthy regimen, meaning that they're eating well already and they're exercising. Exactly. That's, where the, that's where the benefits of what they're doing is coming. This is just icing on the cake. And I can't imagine anyone just doing those things, just the cold plunge, the red light therapy and other mechanisms who don't do the, the daily stuff. Because guess what? If they're not doing that, the, if they're not doing the daily stuff, then they're not going to consistently keep d- dropping themselves into a, a bucket of ice. <laughs> you know, they don't keep doing that. They're not going to sit there and consistently turn on a red light because at the end of the day, they're going to start. Someone's going to kick in like, why am I doing this? I'm not right. seeing. The, I'm not seeing any changes here. I'm sitting there walking around like a rotisserie chicken in one for one minute, and then the next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there like I'm plunging myself in ice, you know. So, <laughs> and all for what? Because you're not doing the other stuff that that, it, that coincides with that. So, I think people are just trying to get themselves out of the state in this almost yeah. desperate. I need to do something. I need to do something extreme to yeah. get out of. <laughs> state because i'm in the state of inertia so i'm gonna i'm gonna go jump into a cold plunge and that's because i do the regular stuff you know i get bored with that and i've done the regular stuff but i never consistently do it but i'll do this because this is the thing this is like again it becomes entertainment at the end of the day even when you watch these people the fact that you're watching people plunge themselves in ice that's entertainment okay it's like what are you doing why why are you looking forward to watching your favorite athlete dunk themselves into a pool of ice every day i'm like we did that in high school football but that's because we practiced and got banged up and no one sat inside the field house just to watch one of their teammates get in the ice like no you, you look at him like hey man hurry up because i want to do i want to go next 
you know, because I got banged up today because I was doing something. We were doing something very physical and very taxing. And my body's going to appreciate this. You know, it wasn't like entertainment. Like I want to watch this dude get some ice because that's a totally different gym at that point. <laughs> so, but I, I think yeah. people get intrigued by these things because yeah. trying to distract I themselves do. from what works. I, it's amazing to me, the human mind where you will go out of your way to avoid what works. I talked to this lady at the park who said she drives to the other side of town because she can do this specialized hydro, hy, hydraulic weightlifting machine. I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. She just described it to me. And I go, like, water, water weights? What are we doing? <laughs> well, then why don't you just go to the gym and lift weights? What are you doing driving all the way to the other side of town for some specialized machine bullshit? You, you know why? Within a five-mile radius and get you know better building health benefits. You know why? That's That's a boring story. But look at <laughs> yeah. the, but but she's telling you about this because it's, it makes for a good story. It makes for a good conversation. You know, but you just sit there and say, "Oh, I go to the gym every day." Okay, and they're like, "Okay, that's it." You, 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 okay, that's it. You're like, "Yeah, good. Yeah, good for you. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It depends how you lift it. I don't know. <laughs> that's your business." Whereas I go to I go to this hydroponic weightlifting on the other side of town. It's a story because it makes people feel more important than what they really are. Yeah. or it feels like look at me i'm different than you so. it's not exciting to say get ten thousand steps every day get seven hours of deep sleep every night get five servings of fruits and vegetables in every day but if you did those things and, you, and you've never if you've never done those things consistently before and then you do those things forget 30 days i'm talking 90 days to 120 days and beyond i mean it will change your life trajectory in a dramatic way You just won't be the same at all. And then you'll start improving so many other things too. You won't stop there because once you see all of those benefits from just those simple interventions, you'll naturally want to go further with it. Right. But even if you don't, you're going to do great. Like I always said, if the average person just went for a walk, a couple miles a day, did some push-ups, some sit-ups, some pull-ups yeah. at home, you're not going to look like a men's fitness model, but you're going to look, you're going to, you're going to be very healthy and you're going to look good and you're going to feel good. You're going to be far more functional than the average everyday American. I can give you that much because just like we were talking about before we started recording, you know, the fact that, you know, just getting up, like sitting down and getting up off the floor without your hands, you know, to someone, anything like, oh, that's nothing. Okay. Well do it right now and just give it a try. No hands, like drop down to the floor onto your ass without dropping. Don't fall, but just strategically sit down on the floor with your hands up. And then reverse that by getting right back up without your hands. <clears throat> Again, that's one of the things I learned from Steve Maxwell back in the day. Just like doing that right there. I mean, you want to talk about some anti-aging movements right there. That's a good gauge to see just how old you really are. Not by age, but just how your body is. You know, yeah. that should not be an issue. But that's something you can do every day without, you know, without having to plan a whole hour or so around it. Just like once you get up in the morning, do some joint mobility and just do that. Sit down, stand up without your hands, you know, just to get a gauge and like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. If it's one of those days where it's just like your hips are extra tight and you can't get up, then okay, maybe you need to address some more mobility in that right there and, and, and check that. Because otherwise you just go to the gym doing your normal gym routine or whatever. You may not be able to even realize just how bad things are starting in your hips and your joints or whatever until it's too late. Whereas if you just sit there and just practice getting up and sitting down, you would have noticed that a long time ago. Like, ooh, hips a little tight. 
maybe I need to quit sitting down so damn much. Or while I'm working at home or working, you know, even at your job or whatever, I need to take some more intervals of standing up and walking around, you know, during my work day. And so sitting there so long, my hips start to get tight. I can't even fucking get up off the floor without some issues. So little things like that. But again, the end of the day, that doesn't sound that sexy. <laughs> like we said, <laughs> until you can do it, like I said, People get bored of just hearing stuff like this. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that's unfortunate because it's it's super important. Yeah, to me, I'm like, shit, man, especially especially depending on what age group you're in, just talking about that and just someone is sitting there like, oh, someone that's in their 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever, and they can do that. That's exciting. I'm like, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Especially when you walk around, you see people in their age group, how they look, the average person that's in that age group, how they're walking around, they're all hunched over and they're just creeping along and just barely making it or they're at walmart on one of those little scooters they can't go anywhere without being on one of those little scooters now you know and it's sad that's depressing to me whenever i see that, well, that is so- it's even sadder now that, that the age group that's using those scooters now is way younger now you're seeing people like in their 20s and 30s or whatever doing it. they're on those things now yeah but are they that's just fucking around? they just fucking around i mean is that because no, look at the person that's on it some of them are like like very obese or yeah. they got issues going on and they're like in their twenties and their thirties. You're like, okay, you just got here. <laughs> you still have a long way to go. You know, if you're, if you're lucky or maybe yeah. it's not luck, you know, it's like, okay, you've already lowered uh, the bar can't get any lower right now. Okay. So, so yeah, man. I mean, the, the other thing I like about walking is that like you say, it's a barometer. If you I look, I want to be able to go for a long walk in 10 years. Okay, well, what can you do today to make sure you can do that? Go walking today, go walking tomorrow, go walking every day this week, next week, next month, every day for the rest of this year, and keep doing that, and you'll be able to do it in 10 years. Yeah, unless some freak accident happens, and guess what? Yeah, right. But then you, work, then you may be able to work on your upper body because now you can roll around for the next 10 years. But guess what? You're building strength in your upper body because you're going to need it because that's pretty much right. all you have. You know, if yeah, you end up being yeah. a paraplegic or something like that, because now you got to work on your upper body strength. There's still something, you know, like I said, unless it's something far beyond your reach and control because, you know, things happen. But a lot of times if you're doing stuff like this. It kind of lowers those odds. Unless it's not, like I said, unless it's some freak accident or something like that. There's a guy I see at the gym on crutches. He had knee surgery and he, he comes into the gym almost every time I'm in there and does what you just said. He does his upper body stuff. And he could have easily used that as an excuse to, I'm just going to kick back and get over this. Yeah, no, so, yeah. I'm sure for him psychologically, it's very, it's very motivating to just take charge of this and do the best right. you can while you're dealing with, rather than just waiting around for something to improve. It's like, no, I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to keep moving on with this habit. I can still work on my upper body. So why, why not train your upper body just because you can't train your lower body? Exactly. Or if you're on crutches with one leg, it's like, hey, I still got this other leg over here. It can still do something. Even, right. You know? It's just it's just intrinsically motivating to find ways to go forward. Because otherwise, you get into this defeatist state, and that's not a fun place to be. No, nah, it's, and it's really hard to come out of it, too, once you start getting yeah, in it. When you're like, you know, it's, one thing about – here's the thing about the word pity. You can't have pity without the word pit. And that's what you end up falling into, man, when you're yeah. feeling bad like that. And it's hard to get out of that dark-ass pit <laughs> coming up from that. So. so all I'm saying is, okay, you know, don't don't get caught up in all the minutiae of bullshit. 
this time of year because this is the time of year for a lot of it to be out there with all the latest greatest things and all the sideshow bob bullshit out there and like oh do this do that and do this this is what's trending right now anything anything that's hashtagging don't do it okay because let's think about hashtags they go away you know basically it's just a meme so all the stuff the cold plunging you know and the red lights and the sauna blah blah and just thinking that those are the only things the athletic greens all that stuff yeah all those things should be, like I said, ex- accessories to what the main thing you're already doing. They should be like, they should be like, I don't know, man, the bracelet or the ring to your outfit of your of your life at this point. No. But it shouldn't be the only thing that you're wearing because that looks kind of weird. You're naked and you're wearing a bracelet and a ring. <laughs> so go ahead and really focus on the main thing first and then just add on to that. And not the other way around. That's why things are called add-ons and supplements. That's what it's there for. You know, just to add and on to the main routine. Two hours walking, if you do it right, is it's two hours away from any screens. Now, of course, yeah. you could always look at the phone like a fucking idiot. I see people doing that. They're walking. I saw this one young lady walking her dog around the neighborhood the other day, and she was looking at her phone the entire time. I go, really? You can't put your fucking phone down? And she's just walking around the block inside the neighborhood. So that's probably a 20, 30-minute walk. I go, you really can't put your phone down for 30 minutes? That's a bad sign too. It tells well, you something too. Uh, addiction. If you go for a two-hour walk and you can't. If you could, it's like, hey, I'm going to go on this two-hour walk and I'm not going to look at my phone the entire time. If that's difficult for you, you know, like that's a you, challenge. Or like you got an issue. that walk, you're like, oh man, I really want to check my phone. You're learning a lot about yourself in that moment. They go, you hey man, let me tell you. If I'm walking and I just hear my phone. If I feel it buzzing my in my ass because I got it in my back pocket, but now I carry my I carry a bag now. But if I even just feel that vibration, I get a little irritated. Like fuck off. That's, <laughs> I, that's, I'm always saying it because it's, it's almost like I expect whoever or whatever notification is to know that I'm walking for some reason. Like <laughs> bitch, I'm walking. Why you fuck? Don't fucking no, don't give me a notification right now. Fuck off. You should be walking too. Then you wouldn't be sending notifications to anybody. <laughs> you know, so. And then there's, wanna... there's something there's something also about I don't know about if you feel this way, but I find that relaxation is so much more satisfying after you've had some kind of activity. So if you whether yeah, it's a, yeah, because I earned it, yeah, because I earned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I love relaxing in the evening. I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some guy who's just perpetually in motion. You know, I like being lazy too. I like being I like relaxing, but I like earning it because I always feel way better. I mean, yesterday I did an interval training session. Interval training is never something that I get excited about doing. I make myself do it. I'm always glad I did it. So I always keep that in my mind on the days I don't feel like doing it. But when I lie down and listen to my meditation CD afterwards, it feels incredible. Now, if I just just lay down to listen to the CD without doing the effort first, I guarantee you it wouldn't feel as good. Because you want to forget about a cold plunge for a dopamine boost. You want to get a dopamine boost? Fucking go go to go do interval training or any kind of workout or go walking. You're gonna get a dopamine boost from that because you actually achieved something. You actually did something. Right. But yeah, like I said, I want to earn my laziness. <laughs> so otherwise, I'm just, like, what are you even way doing? Way more satisfying. Long walk, come back, make a nice big meal, kick back. It feels good because you earned it. Yeah. If you just sat around all day and then did that, it's not gonna be anywhere near as satisfying. I think I think the scary thing about human beings is the desire to always want to be sitting. It's like, it's like how much sitting can you it's like? Don't you get tired of just sitting all the time? Apparently, the answer get, is sounding no. <laughs> you know? I always get questioned. I always get questioned by like my sister-in-law and my parents-in-law. Is like he's always standing. He, does he ever sit down? I'm like, nope. 
It's like I said, it's a, somebody Nas used to sit to the hip hop artist. You know, he's he has a lyric where he actually said that sleep he doesn't sleep because sleep is a cousin to death. I always felt that way about sitting. Mm. <laughs> I always mm. felt that way about sitting. I used to feel that way about sleep too. But then I was like, nah, no, it's not. No. <laughs> sleep is not a cousin to death. But sitting, that can be a cousin to death. Really fast. So so yeah, man. I just, I don't know. It's just like, I don't really like if I, I'll, I'll sit down every now and then, but I, I have to get right back. It's such a habit. Now I want to be up even when I'm on my computer, if I'm trading, whatever I'm standing up on my computer, you know, I have it to where I can, I mean, I have these stands for my laptop or whatever that I can raise up or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm usually standing. So I just, I just don't want to sit for too long. Hell, even that, while we're doing this, even when we're doing this show, I have to stand up, you know, I have, you know, I have these Bluetooth headphones or whatever, so I'm not attached to anything. I have to get up every now and then. You know, so if you're if you're going off or whatever, that's a perfect opportunity to kind of get up and move around. So you know, I have to be right there by the microphone sometimes. You know, yeah. but otherwise, I'm I'm fidgety. I'm still moving, even while I'm sitting here and we're doing the show. I'm I'm moving because again, that also helps just with talk, just with speaking. You know, by moving my body. You know, and things like that. So instead of just sitting there being a corpse, because the thing is, you end up sounding like a corpse when you're talking. So I just, it's just something that came back from the radio days, you know, just still being dynamic. And so therefore you can actually put some life into your words and whatever. Not, I'll listen to some people's shows or when they're talking, I can just tell they're just sitting there. And then especially if you actually watch some of these podcasts, you can actually see that too. You can see that people just kind of just sitting there and it's like, I'm like, nah, man, move, move a little bit. I mean, you got a popper stop in front of it. So you pretty much, you should know where your zones are, how far away from the mic you can get, but still just move a little bit, man. And it'll just kind of make the topic that much more exciting to talk about. <laughs> but that's just me. Cause I'm very expressive when I have, talk. That's why you have better conversations with people. If you're walking and talking for that reason, you're both naturally more energetic. Yeah. Cause you're moving and your mind's moving and everything's moving. Everything's just this perpetual state of motion. Two hours know. of walking. I keep going back to two hours of walking because that's generally how long it takes to get the 10,000 steps. Now I'm walking with my dog, yeah. so there's a lot of stopping and sniffing. So someone else just, just going for a straight walk, they could probably do it in less time than that. But, but I, I like being out there for a couple hours. So it's not a walk is not something I'm trying to rush. Like, okay, let's get around the corner as quickly as possible. <laughs> I go, no, let's take our time. Let's stay out here. I mean, before I used to be like that, before I used to, when the dogs would want to sniff, I'd be like, come on, guys, let's go, let's go. And sometimes I'm still like that. But for the most part, I go, let's take our time. It's like, it's like I, uh, just, I, I just, I just approach it like a, I approach it like the curiosity of a child, man. When they're out sniffing or whatever, I'm always curious, like, what do you smell? What are you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, what are you, what, what are you noticing? You know, I'm just checking out all their little nuances or whatever, because they're in the moment. And I find that fascinating. I'm just like. I'm like, what do you smell? Then I'm like, I'm trying to smell, like trying to see if they're figuring out something that I don't know, you know, or if they stop and their ears go up, I'm like, okay, what do you hear? So I'm constantly, because I'm, I'm always walking at night with them. So that I just makes, I'm very focused on what they're doing because I know they're going to sense something far sooner than I will. So I'm, I'm really into what they're doing. So I'm looking at my environment or whatever, but at the same time, I'm paying attention to them because they're my, they're my alert system because they're going to know. So even if it's just a rabbit or a squirrel or, you know, a bird hiding in a tree or something like that, they're going to know. So Yeah. And, and I'm fortunate with where I walk, there are several hills. So I always, I always work on 
hitting three hills. The first hill is the steepest one. And then there's two more that are pretty steep as well. I actually added a, sometimes I do extra credit where the first hill is right where I, where I parked my car. So I'll go all the way around, hit those three hills. And then we'll do the first hill again for a fourth hill. And at that point, it's funny because you can see like Rumi, my lab is super energetic when we start. But by the time we do that second hill, he's like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah, I thought, yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> the car is back there. I thought we were heading home now. You know? All right, Mike. All right, Mike. This is <laughs> bullshit. He's a lot nicer on the leash. He's not, he's not, he's not dragging behind <laughs> me, but he's, he's more in line with me. And you can tell that yeah. that adrenaline energy has now dissipated. <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this hell one more time. And guess what? You guys are going to be so relaxed by the time we get home. <laughs> You're going to be so happy to be See. home and just out. And they are. Yeah, that's that's my bulldog. Whereas my other dog, he's like, we can go another three miles, bro. I'm I can do this all day. <laughs> he's like, my so my my breed is from Africa. We ran across planes chasing lions. We can go all day long. My English bulldog's like, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> it's like, first of all, we're GMO dogs. We were we were created. We're not real. Okay, so this is too much. And I got this nose thing, this breathing thing, man. All right, enough. <laughs> But, and I tell you, you want your dogs to live a long time. That activity goes a long way, not just to keep their weight healthy, to keep their joints healthy, but because it's something they look forward to. Yeah. And that's a huge thing for longevity that look, I don't man. hear people talking about. Enough, no matter you. where you are in life, you always have to have something to look forward to. I don't care if it's a night out on that Friday and it's Monday. You're like, oh, cool, Friday we're doing this. I don't care if it's a concert coming up, a trip. I don't care what it is. The, the human brain needs things to look forward to. Well, it needs a reason to continue to exist. Okay. So even she's like, okay, well, this is coming up in a few days. So I'm going to do my best not to let you die between now and then. <laughs> so we can make it to that. That's why you got to constantly keep giving it something to look forward to. Cause otherwise it's like, Oh, I guess we're done here. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Hold up. Hold on. That's <laughs> tragic. When you meet people that are not really excited about anything. Like nothing really moves the barometer yeah. anymore. I know. <laughs> That's common. You see that quite a bit. Or they get they or they only get excited about stuff that really does not matter at all, such as whether their football team won a game or not. Right. Like some people <laughs> their, their emotions ride with that. Their team well, they'll, they'll get deflated. They get deflated, especially this time of year, because then the team they think they're going to the Super Bowl and then they lose. And now this person's sad until it's an, a, another season of another sport. <laughs> you know, they're very defeated. I'm like, that's not your team. You know that, right? You don't yeah. have, that's not like you have ownership in that thing. So <laughs> but, uh, reminds me of that meme I've discussed before, where it shows all these people in the stands and they're all sharing something. And then the, the, the caption is, if only people cared this much about things that matter. Right. <laughs> that, that always stuck with me. I go, people need it. People get excited about something so external, but you, they don't have any excitement at all when it comes to any facet of their own life. Well, I just sit there. I laugh at when I see these, let's say someone's team or whatever, they win this championship and these people riot and they're turning cars over and they're lighting shit on fire. I'm like, imagine if you did that that when they take another right from you. Yeah, exactly. When the government does something else like this, like, I said, can you imagine how in line your government will be if they knew that you would react this way every time they they do something shitty to you and take another thing away from you or they keep raising the freaking, you know, interest rates or whatever and making that much harder for you to get your next meal? (laughs) You know, like they would actually calm the hell down and like, you know what? These people, they're not playing around. Let's not do that. (laughs) Okay. So, 
But well, inter- inter- entertainment is a, is the ultimate narcotic for the masses. It gets people Amen. distracted on the unessential. It's people been going on since. Well, know more about celebrity dating habits or gossip than they do about how to eat properly. Hey, all you have to do is look on YouTube. If you just look up, like we were just talking about the Cat Williams interview with um Shannon Sharp. If you just right, look, right. If, you, if you just looked at it one time on YouTube, <laughs> watch what will happen on your algorithm after that. YouTube will make sure you stay distracted because then you start seeing all these bootleg YouTube channels who had some type of commentary about that interview popping up because everybody wants to keep talking about that. It's been what, three weeks now since that happened, you know, at the time we were recording this and people still talking about like it just came out today. But the thing is, who gives a shit? Why do y'all still care? And it's just like, Oh, here's all the, all the comedians he called out. Here's their reaction to it. And now uh, then this then people start lying and just start making thumbnails and they'll show these fake AI pictures yeah, or whatever, yeah. like show like Puffy, you know, being naked with Harvey Weinstein. It's about <laughs> like, oh cat come on, cat Williams told the truth. And they show these Photoshop pictures of <laughs> Puffy with his shirt off and Harvey Weinstein's head down between his like on Puffy's <laughs> waist. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, everybody's I get it because guess what? So some dumbass is gonna click on that, and guess what? That person who made that channel, they're gonna get paid from YouTube for that. For they're getting traffic just to get a, just to get a. Th- you know what? The, the human mind, the human mind is it is. It's like you, you almost can't help but clip on that because you're like, I got to see if this is true or not. You know, that's what that's the psychology of why. Well, sometimes kind of- I don't know. Sometimes the pettiness in me kicks in. I just want to click on it so I can get, so I can give it a thumbs down and report it. You know, yeah, for yeah. spam. <laughs> just to be an asshole. I'm like, you know what? Just because I know there are people out here clicking on this shit and believing this shit. I, I want to, I almost, I just want to fuck with your channel now. I want to report you. <laughs> it's like, uh, shit. Wait, I don't want to name names here, but we both know someone who is very respected in his profession. I'm going to try to keep this as vague as possible. <laughs> who wastes a lot of time sending us nonsense on sure. Instagram. <laughs> and I go, dude, what are you doing? Man? Why, why are you looking at it? I'm like, where's where this going? Like, why, why are you sending me this? What am I supposed to do? What now? And like, wait a minute, come on, man. This is really you sent this. Don't don't send this. You know this is bullshit, right? Don't do that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Sometimes some people should really be banned from the internet. Not a <laughs> Just like, I, I, I know a guy who has he has a serious problem with social media, and I'm happy to say that. He's taking an extended break from social media because I haven't seen him on Instagram for the entire month of January. And I hope he keeps going. I, I actually haven't reached out to him because I don't want to encourage him to come back. I don't want to be like, hey, man, I haven't seen you on Instagram in a while. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I should come back. Someone actually missed me. Right. There. Right. I was like, no, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, motherfuckers. You need to yeah. stay off three months minimum because I think it'll change <laughs> better. Because hey man, like, like you a can't be. A lot of people are unhealthy with Instagram, but this guy takes it to another level of being unhealthy. So I'm happy to see him off. I hope he stays off for a long time. Look, man, the the only thing, like, I, I hate the fact, like, especially these last few months, man, because I've been so focused. Only thing I hate having to get on Instagram for every two weeks is to send your link to get to do this podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I know this. But uh, but other than that, I am MIA for the most part, you know, and it sucks because when I log in to see the link and I look and see all the messages in there on the DM, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I say, like, what the hell? So I was like, okay, it's not, it's not even worth my toilet time at this point <laughs> to go through all those links. And then like we just, you just mentioned that one individual, 
there'll be so many messages. I'm like, oh my God, there's just no way. I don't even yeah. like what what is all this? Not clearly not that much has happened in, in the past week or two. And I'll see some people like, oh shit. How many messages? And I'll just go ahead and just like, nah, that ain't happening. It's just I'm I'm not even gonna know. I don't even want to know. Hopefully there's nothing important there, but if it was important, you probably have my phone number and you probably would just call oh, me yeah, or text yeah, me. Yeah. You know. But other than that, man, I'm like, yeah. And I get it. I'm like, oh, don't get me wrong. I like to laugh. I like to look at, you know, check out memes and stuff like that. But again, you know, some people if you just sit there and hit ha ha on one and give a smiley face on one, oh they they're like, oh shit. He liked that well, one. Let me see another and another. And another. When, when something is not serving you, you, you're honest with yourself and you pull back. Like my friend Julia put up a post a couple of days ago saying that, that all of this scrolling and looking at Instagram is just creating a state of anxiety on her. And then she goes, I'm just going to pull away from this because it's, yeah. she, she said, it's too much information, too much different kinds of information coming all at once. Oh, yeah. And I, go, I mean, that's exactly it, right. It, it's sensory overload. And right now and this year, the in these in these political years, is yeah, the time yeah. I really, this is when I really, this is when I really pull back because right now everybody's a war correspondent. Everybody's a pundit. Everybody's a, a political scientist, you know, and, and, and then the, in the, so those two words, everything's going to cause a civil war. And then, you know, the economy is going to do this. I'm just like, and half these people have no information. Like this is based on what, and half them don't even know what's really going on. And right. guess what? Most of us don't know what's really going on. You know, yeah. everybody's being manipulated one way or the other. So, and everybody's breaking the one rule that even matters. It's like only control the things that you can control. And a lot of shit, everybody's getting worked up on things they have no control over, you know, right. and it's just, it puts them in a perpetual state of anxiety all the freaking time. And you're going to feel hope and you're going to feel helpless and hopeless and, you know, and you feel defeated before there's even an actual, actual war going on against right. you. So my thing is like the best way for you to be prepared for anything it's a disconnect from all this shit that's trying to weaken you. And a lot of this stuff is just a different type of porn. It's like war porn. There's going to be some, there's going to be economy porn. You know, there's going to be poverty porn, all this stuff, man. It's just stuff that just gets you locked into it and make you feel like you have no way of fighting back or, or protecting yourself from anything. So that's why yeah. I said, turn it off. And then that's why anybody that's posting stuff, this is how they want you to be. They want you to feel helpless because if they do decide to do something against you, you don't feel like you can fight back. So turn it off. You know, that, that's, that's the ultimate fuck you right there. It's just to turn it off and just, and then just basically be in a perpetual state of fuck around and find out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just be, you know, keep your mind fresh, man. Cause all the stuff is here to just really just take the fucking winds out of your sails, all of this. And not only to take the wind out of your sails, but they're monetizing your your defeatist attitude. Right. They're right. they're making money. They need to make that's how they stay paid is by keeping you feeling as if you're helpless. Because to feel empowered, they're not gonna make any real money off of it. So they need that because now every time you click on this stuff, they know well, he's into this. Let's give him more of that and more of that and more of that. And then next thing you know, you become addicted to that 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 pain or that feeling, you know, and you don't understand why it's happening, why you feel the way you do. It's, well, I mean, it's, I, I look at social media. Social media is everybody is joining hands and jumping off the cliff together. It's not right. enough just to jump off the cliff on your own. You can clip on your own. I'm going to take as many other people as possible because the more time you waste on there, the more time you're, you're getting other people to waste time looking at you wasting time. And then you're looking at them wasting time. And then it becomes this perpetuating cycle 
like, well, I don't want to be left out. So I'm going to, so-and-so is posting, so I'm going to post too. I'm going to share this. Other people are sharing that. It's like the whole thing is a big manipulation. It's a game. It's all about trying to keep you on these platforms as long as possible. Exactly. The you're there, the more money they make, and people are just going. And, right. and the more data, and the more data you're giving them for free, you know. So, you, you know your your problem when they start threatening, like, "Hey, to my um, you need to up, you know, make sure that your phone number is up to date for your account. Make sure your contact email is up to date. That means they're missing you." That means you're you're fucking you're messing you're messing the algorithm up to the point where they can't sell your information to someone because you've been MIA a little too much. So you need to give them a reboot so they can know who they can redirect your oh. information to. So you become a problem when you start come up missing on these platforms. Well, so. I also think it's scary that whatever you're looking at at your phone is more interesting than the real world. I mean, the walks right. I go here; these are nice walks, and if you go. At sunset, the sunsets are amazing. The sky looks right. incredible. I go, why yeah. would you be looking at your phone when all of this is going around you? I mean, the other day I was walking and the sky was red. It looked incredible. I was like, wow, look at that. And I took Man, some let me time. tell you. Let me tell you. I am really into sky porn. The thing is, I just don't post it. <laughs> but but sunsets have always been my thing. I'm not a sunrise yeah, person. I'm a sunset person. Yeah. And I have a I have a I have so many sunsets like pictures on my phone every time yeah. and I'll, I'll just send it to my wife and or she she might be out and about it. she's like oh and she's i was just looking at that but look she'll send me a picture back from a different perspective where she is and i'm like oh damn you got a much better view than i do but hey i like it you know so or you look at the sun you're looking like okay that doesn't even look real how big the sun looks right now yeah. you know you're missing out on this stuff you got your head down in your phone you know my yeah. thing is to take it out you know who I think gets it when it comes to like being on the phone is your animals. If your animals are out doing something and you pull your phone out, take a picture of them, they kind of look at you like, no, nah, I'm going to stop doing it. It's almost like <laughs> they know. They're like, nah, we ain't doing it. I don't know what you're doing with that, what that thing is. I'm not interested now. And then as soon as you put the phone up, they, they just start looking at you again. But as soon as you pull your phone up, they look away. They stop doing whatever they were doing. <laughs> so, I was like, I said, yeah, you know what? You guys may be on to something. <laughs> Yeah, you, you just miss out on so much. And I think the, the two-hour walks, I keep going back to this because it allows you to get a reset. It's two hours away from all this bullshit. And when you're away from it for two hours, that's long enough where your brain just starts regenerating again and you, your mind starts becoming more clear to the point where you want to spend even more time. You're not going to be as tempted. Yep. I mean, if you're one of these people that I see where you're just walking around, you can't even go outside without looking at your phone, what do you think these people are doing when they're at home? I mean, they can't even leave the house without looking at it. <laughs> you think they're at home not looking at a screen? That's all they're doing. Right. And then people wonder why they're in this constant state of just being anxious and having anxiety. Well, of course, you're just you're constantly absorbing fake information, artificial information. And you're yeah, even, not, even, you're even if the information is even if it's true, it's not necessarily true to you. Yeah, fake as in it's, it's man-made. You know, like, like when I go for a walk and then you see a sunset and you see the sky and you see things, that's that's real. That's not, that's not CGI. That's not that's not AI. You know, no. that's that's not Chat GPT. That's the real thing. Unless you're a weirdo and you think like, well, sincere, this is all simulation. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let me get and out there do. and simulate. Let me get out there and simulate. Then, okay. <laughs> I just think that it's. When, when we have a society that can't even walk a mile, that's a d- defense crisis. I mean, the, the military is actually having a hard time recruiting right now. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Basic fitness standards. 
Yeah. And, and trust me, those fitness standards have been lowered so much. Longer. I remember years ago when we had Nate on the show, how bad the, the fitness standards were. Like, you know, he was kind of trying to combat against that. Now, this right, is right. like about 10 years ago when, you know, when uh, our friend Nate Morrison was on the show. Imagine right. how it is now, you know, in a cancel culture world now, <laughs> you know, so where it's all about, hey, everybody has everybody's equal. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. And now they're starting to, they're, they're finding out like, okay, okay, there's equality and there's equity. And I think we focus on the wrong word here. Okay. <laughs> you know. But like this, this yeah, 10 years later. Gotta, you got to have those kind of standards in your life. You can't lower the standards to meet where you are. No, exactly. they need to raise, they need to raise the bar and, and get up the bar. You have to raise the bar and work to get to that. Yep. To feel any kind of level of satisfaction. Anytime you don't want to do something and you push yourself through it, there, there's a there's a natural high that comes with well, it. It's something, yeah, it's something about being on the other side when you can when you get through it. You're like, damn, I made it. I didn't die. Yeah. And the thing is, if you die, it won't even matter. <laughs> you know. And every time I do interval training, there's ten minutes into it, there's always that voice that said, "Hey, you don't have to keep going. You could just stop right now. Now this is uncomfortable. You could do more next time." I go, "Nope, shut the fuck up. I'm going to keep going." That was a, yeah, that negotiation is like, you know, I start hearing like, you know, you've already done more in ten minutes than most people do every day. I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I said, if you don't get out of my hair with that bootleg army commercial right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's here. always that voice like, you don't have to go. You don't have to push yourself this hard. You don't have to walk this far. You don't have to lift this much. You don't have to do this. I don't. I know I don't have to, but I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the key. Which means that I. Need to. So shut up, head. Be quiet. <laughs> shut up, brain. <laughs> You're too fucking smart for your own good. That's like when some people are like, go, yeah, I'm too hard on myself. I go, yeah, you're too hard on yourself on the things that don't matter, but not hard on yourself on the things that actually do matter. <laughs> right. That's so much that you're too hard on yourself. You're too hard on yourself on superficialities, but you're not hard on yourself where it actually matters. Yep. Or just if you actually even give two shits in the conversation, like I'm too hard on myself to my meaning, like in, in what situation, make them, make them think about what they're saying. Cause sometimes people just say stuff cause it's, the, <clears throat> that's the thing to say. It, it's, it's just, it's so cliche for them. You know, they hear it all the time. So if they feel a certain way, it's like, okay, if I feel this way, then I'm, if this, then, then meaning if I feel this way, then I must be, I must be being hard on myself. So I'm just, I'm too hard on myself. Yeah. How so? I mean, well, some, you know, people are, some people are a little bit too self-congratulatory. That's what we see a lot as well. <laughs> it's like, oh man, if you guys only knew the anxiety I experienced and I still get it. It's like, okay. Do you know, well, what, do you know what I go we, through? We do know because you just told us. And you're always supposed to. You the need to tell us. Just go do it. Why do you have to tell us everything that is going through your mind at all times? You just, so you, you're just looking for pats in the bag. Man, you, you know how hard it is for me to do this with everything that's going on in my head? <laughs> Well, yeah, because you you keep posting it, so and there it is. Here's <laughs> the moment of social media. Then here's, here's your thoughts. So this is the reason why I don't hang out with you. I don't have to. I mean, I know everything that's going on with your life because you're telling me everything. <laughs> I know what's going on with every thought that you have right now. <laughs> you don't understand what I go through, man. No, I don't understand it, but I do. <laughs> but well, then there's just a part of me that just wants to say, just shut the fuck up shut the fuck up about stuff 
Just yeah. shut up and do something well, about it or well, don't. Do something yeah, about it or don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why can't you do what needs to be done without telling everyone about it? I mean, that's another great line Robert Greene has. He goes, Don't complain, don't explain. And I go, that's about as there you go. That's about as great of a quote as you can get. Because imagine if you spend less time complaining and explaining. I mean, Bro. you want to talk about freeing up time. You have so much time, you don't know what to do with it. Because most most (laughs) conversations I hear are people complaining and people explaining. Imagine if you stop. So you don't have to stop. I didn't ask. You know, you're explaining stuff to me that I didn't ask about, and you're complaining the stuff to me that I definitely didn't ask about because I don't, I don't, I don't go around complaining to other people. Look, man, if you take away the complaining and explaining, your two-hour walks can become four-hour walks (laughs) (laughs) because you have a lot of extra time on your hands now. And a lot more energy. A lot more energy. Too is like this year. I'm trying to go. I'm 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 doing more just to push myself, just to get out of that comfort zone because it reminds me. And this is this is. I I don't want to compare my walk to Navy SEAL training, but here's the mentality I'm talking about. In Navy SEAL training, sometimes they would have people go, "Okay, are you going to go run four miles?" And then when they get back, just when they're about to relax, they go, "Okay, four more." And then like half the group would just drop at that point because psychologically they were. The whole time they're running the first four miles, they're thinking, okay, one more mile and we get to take a break. And just to fuck with them, just when you're about to sit down and take a break, they go, okay, we're going to do four more. And then people would just collapse. They just mentally, they were just over. While the other ones were going, you know what? Don't get too comfortable. We don't know what's next. Like anything is possible. See, that's that's the and the one downfall for focusing on something that is not true. So they thought, they're so focused on, well, once I do this, I'm going to be finished. Who said that? Where, who, where'd you get that information from? Who said you're going to be finished? You know, so if you're in the moment, you wouldn't even be thinking about that. All you're thinking about is like, all right, one more step. All right, another step. Okay, another step. And it, it, that right there helps you with the anxiety of even, or just just anticipating like, oh, fuck, man, I still got half a mile to go. You know, right. so that's, that's what I don't like thinking about a certain number of reps sometimes. I don't like, oh, doing three sets of 10. Because by the time I'm, by the third set and I'm on seven, I'm like, okay, fuck. Well, at least I've, I've got through two sets and I, I've already got through 70% of this third set and that's passing. Okay. <laughs> you start negotiating with yourself. Man. You're like, at least this is a C in the third set. I got two A's. I got two A's in a C. So that right there, I get to keep, I get to keep my financial aid, man. So, you know. <laughs> so no, but sometimes with this, where, where I, I bring up that analogy, because sometimes now when I'm walking, I go, okay, I'm kind of tired now. And we're just about to get back to the car. And then I don't, I don't say, I don't do this every single time, but sometimes I go, you know what? You're really fatigued right now. And you can easily just get in the car and be home in a minute, or you can go walk up that big hill one more time just for the hell of it. And I do it. It's fun. Sometimes I'll, you're tired too, doing it. It's not, you're not running up with enthusiasm, but just to do it. Just to, just to add a little bit of adversity to your day. And I don't want to make this sound like this is, it's like, oh man, Mike, you're such a mental badass. I go, no, I'm just doing something that's mildly difficult just to do it. Well, it's just that thing, it's something very important. It's something very good about stretching yourself. That's what you did. Yeah, that's, that's you stretch all yourself. You, you took yourself out of your comfort zone, even when you're feeling uncomfortable. For a lot of people, being uncomfortable is their comfort zone. Right. <laughs> you know, just, and that's just being. The key. So you want to get out of your comfort zone each day. And also, it's, it also breaks the monotony of certain things because if you yes. do the same exact walk every day, it becomes very just robotic. You're, you're it's almost like you're not even there. You're, you're just like an out of body experience. You're oh just yeah, you just, you, you'll be back home sitting down. You're like, okay, how did I get here? I don't <laughs> yeah. 
Because so here, I'm going, here I'm going, you know what? I've never done that walk. I've never walked up that hill twice. I always start with that hill, and then we work our way back, and then we get in the car and go. Let's let's go do it again, just for the hell of it. Hey, one day, just, I may, one day I may do the entire walk again, <laughs> but just for the hell of it. That's why even sometimes just even getting up in the morning just with how I start the day or whatever, I'll do things out of order just to rewire my brain. And actually, you, right, it's amazing. Other- it's amazing how it'll piss your brain off, like to brush your teeth with a different hand or just to sit there and, and just do everything in reverse that you normally do. Like, okay, once I'm done doing joint mobility or whatever, I come out, I let the dogs out. You know, we go outside or whatever. So I'm like, this time, actually, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and turn on the ice machine. I'm going to go ahead and turn on the coffee machine. I'm going to get my water. I'm going to open up the blinds. Then, you know, I'm going to put water in their dish. Then I'm going to let them out, you know, even right. just to change their routine up. So they don't expect me to do that. That's the first thing I'm going to do when they hear me coming into the, you know, to the living room, you know, just to even throw them off. So you mean you go driving somewhere, you take a different route. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that right there is also a good thing safety wise because you never yeah. know who who's like clocking you and trying to check check out your routine or whatever so, routine, yeah. exactly because and people think oh you're being paranoid like no it's being prepared because there's a lot of weirdos out there and you don't know man it, your information is so easy to find these days and a lot of people the much you post on social media you're putting your world out there for the world to see you need to change your routines up <laughs> you really do because you don't know who's watching you and why Sometimes they don't even need a reason. They're just fucking crazy. <laughs> okay, you know? So the, the real mistake people make with social media is posting what they're doing in real time. Yes. Nothing should be in real time. Ever. Right now, this is where I am. I go, why can't you just post it after the fact? You're already yeah. back home. Why do you have to let people know where you are in real time? Especially, I mean, especially people who've let numerous people even be at their residence, be at their home. If you live somewhere secluded, I can almost see it, you know, but you've had people who've come to your house, been in your house. Don't you know, majority of stuff that's gone when it comes to like robbery and theft and all this other stuff is usually done by people who know you. Why? Yeah. Because they know your stuff. They know, they yeah. know your routine. They know what you have inside. They've and then or they may not have done it, but they, people talk and they talk about like, Oh, we went to so-and-so's house. They've got this, this, this is so nice and blah, blah, but you don't know who they know. And they may think that they're just, you know, they're just having a conversation. They don't realize that they're narking you out right now. They're doxing you to some weirdo. Well, that, that, that's why my new book entitled Don't Ever Let People Over to Your House, I get it. <laughs> right. That's my, that's my, <laughs> that's the real reason why I don't get one over to my house. Look, no, man. <laughs> Look, man, I'm financing my next movie. It's not going to be, it's going to be a, a, a spinoff of Home Alone. It's going to be Home. <laughs> Somebody, now whether i'm alone you got to fuck around and find out okay <laughs> you, man, they, look they've got a they've got a spinoff of every movie and it's always done by a different race so i'm gonna do the black version of home alone it's just gonna be called home <laughs> i'm the new kevin i'm the black kevin now <laughs> so why not yeah, I th- I th- I think just doing things every day where you get outside of these patterns is, is good for all the reasons you just mentioned. It's good for your brain health, keeps your mind active, because I think your brain just starts getting smaller when you just go through repetitive habits. Well, it, every- is, it doesn't have to grow because you're not doing anything new. It's like, oh, I can I can shrink now. I'm good. I don't have to keep building up and building new muscle or whatever because he's not doing anything new. So. Also, it's, probably, it's also telling your mind. That's also telling your mind probably like, oh, just like we were just talking about, like uh, when it comes to like the health of older people when they stop eating and whatever. So it's like that's like the second sign to telling your body 
it's time to check out because that first sign is when you start producing children, you know, so your hormones are thinking like, okay, no need to produce all this sperm because this dude, he's done making kids or, you know, chill out on the eggs or whatever. Cause she's in, you know, she's supposed to be in a puzzle and we're done making kids. Now you stop eating. Your body's like, Oh, well, that was like the last line of defense. If we're not eating anymore, then we're definitely ready to check out. Well, that's another thing. If you're not doing anything that keeps your brain active, your brain's like, well, there's no use for me here either. So, First of the gonads and eggs are not working. You know, need, they're not needed anymore. The heart's pretty much not needed anymore. So the brain is like the last thing to check out because it's the only thing that can rationalize any of this shit. So now the brain's like, well, guys, that's a wrap for all of us. Let's go ahead and wrap this up for old boy. We're good here. It's time to, it's time to become fertilizer, <laughs> you know? So and that's another reason why I think it's very good for people as they get older, not only just to continue to be mobile, but also for them to continue doing things that challenge their brain, like crossword puzzles and, and, you know, just little games and things like that to keep them going. Like, man, I keep, man, my mom, she does like, it's been going on for as long as I've been on this planet. Her, her, her pastime is crossword puzzles. That's what she loves to do. And I make sure she keeps plenty, you know, especially as she's getting older. I want her brain to remain active. I want to gotcha. doing word, doing word finds. And I'm like, dude, she goes through them. Like it got to the point where I have to search for like the ones that has like, 1,000 to 5,000 puzzles in it just because she goes right through them, man, because she's, she's addicted to that. She'll, she'll get on that like all day, but I'm like, that's good because you know what? That's one less step toward Alzheimer's in my opinion, you know, keeping her brain active like that and keeping her on, on her toes. You know? No, definitely. That's why I, I like to read for two hours before I go to bed and I read a wide variety of topics yeah. for similar reasons. One, because I don't, I don't want to just read about the same things. But as much as I love researching hormone optimization, that's not the only thing I want to read about. And that, right. that gets repetitive just like anything else can. So I, I don't want to just read health-related stuff all the time. So I'll be read financial stuff, autobiographies, you name it. Anything that sounds interesting. Someone writes a book that sounds interesting, I'll read it. And it just keeps your brain work, it keeps your brain active because you're absorbing things that you're not familiar with. So you can't just coast. You can't yeah. coast when you're reading through it. You have to pay attention. Yeah, that's why I constantly, no matter what, whether it's on my laptop or on my phone, I keep like solitaire on there. I keep chess on there. I keep dominoes. I keep checkers, you know, because playing against the computer, I don't know exactly what it's going to do. And so, but it's keeping my mind sharp because I'm constantly, especially when I'm playing chess online, it's constantly, you know, playing that game. And guess what? Playing these things after a while makes you very tired because, you know, after a while, your brain's like, all right, that's enough. Let's go to sleep. I'm like, cool it's not gonna hype me up and be like it's not like i'm gonna get a boost of energy like i'm drinking a pot of coffee in the middle of the night you know but that's the other reason why i like the reading because the reading makes your brain tired i'll yeah. fall asleep oh man i'll sit there i'll read that same page i'll read that same page four or five times i'm like okay i'm like oh damn i can't get off the page heavy. that feeling when yeah. your eyes get heavy you go okay it's time to go to bed yeah and one tip i'll tell people is make sure to brush your teeth and all that maybe an hour yes before you. yeah because the last thing you want to do is you're about to fall asleep and then you go upstairs and then you brush your teeth and you wash. Well, your honestly, face. when I do all that, that's also, when I do that, I'm also signaling to my body like, Hey, it's almost bedtime. So if I'm going to brush, cause one thing about it, once I brush my teeth, that means I'm not going to consume anything else at that point. Right. You right. know, so that, that's, that's a deterrent right there from late night snacking. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to yeah, go through. No, now, now that you say that, do it two, three hours before. <laughs> right. Well, that, exactly. That's you. And so between that and, you know, stop drinking water about an hour or two before, you know, if anything, I may have like, if I'm a little thirsty. I may have some ice chips, you know, some little nugget ice or something like that. Something that's not going to sit there and make my bladder want to explode in the middle of my sleep, whatever. Because, um, but other than that, it's like, I'm telling my body, Hey, we're about to wrap this up at this point. And yeah, man. So all these little things, so they all work in your favor. But again, they're not sexy. But hey, no, they're not exciting. But you know, the just, but the but the end result is sexy as hell. <laughs> you know, which is what, what it, I the benefit. I go, but the training I do is not. It's not exciting to watch, but it's exciting to experience it if you're you're the person doing it because right. you're reaping the benefits. And at the end of the day, that's what matters most. Who cares about what's exciting to watch? Right. What matters is what's benefiting you. Exactly. And when fitness becomes entertainment, it's not fitness anymore. Now it's entertainment. It's, it's entertainment. <laughs> it's like, so, and you know, so my thing is don't focus on the look at me unless you're talking to yourself. And then, then it needs to be more about look at you. <laughs> That's what you tell yourself when you look in the mirror, like, look at you, you're doing this instead of being online. Like, look at me. There's a big difference. So, <laughs> so be the look at you person. There's there's your theme for 2024 right there. I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up. Be a look at no. you person and not a look at me. <laughs> Come on. Don't be a pick me. Be like I pick you person. Yeah. So let that <laughs> marinate. <laughs> so all right. So there you go, folks. So I think it's about almost an hour and a half or two. So hopefully you were doing this while you were walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and you're walking. Listen, this you had us to keep you company during that whole time. You're welcome. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, folks, we gonna wrap it up right there. So you guys will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Take care, everyone. That wraps up this week's Live Life Progressively show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Progressively show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash LLA podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving patron-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media on Facebook as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.